Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ultra and welcome to the Talking Blarney podcast, where we call out Hollywood for its paddywhackery in film and TV about Ireland. My name's Sherb McNamara, and I'm here with my host, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson? Who the hell? The, the blues guitar player. I have no idea. Who are you, sir? Uh, my name is Rob Cross, <laughs> uh, not Robert Johnson. I'm pretty sure he was like the guy who was like, in, he died at the age of 27, like and he sold his soul to the devil and came back like Here's a really good Rob. guitarist. I'm pretty sure he is. <laughs> Maybe I made that up, I don't know. <laughs> How are you, Not too bad now, Rob. We're having a pretty psychotic day out. Yeah, it's, it's lovely and sunny, kind of again, but we've had torrential rain, light rain, uh, rain with some sun out, and, yeah. you know... Blue, blue skies, and then back to rain. Yeah, we had to move to a slightly new location to record because the it was so loud. rain was beating off the roof so much. That and this isn't one of those fucking... Welcome to the talk. Oh, ASMR. Yes, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) This is uh, exactly how the podcast is going to go today. (laughs) Forgetting everything, but it's fine. Yeah. So uh, into our first segment, Uniquely Irish, where today we're going to be talking about Irish holidays, specifically Irish people going on their holidays. Since Rob immediately thought I meant things like St. Patrick's Day and St. Bridget's Day, which I did not. Yeah, I, I thought he meant like our bank holidays and things like that, but that might be for another episode. Yeah, so I mean, we've talked about this a bit before, particularly in, to, to go back to our, our seminal episode, The Yank, yeah. where we were talking about kind of West Clare, I suppose in our part of the country, the main kind of holiday destinations are in Clare and Kerry, uh, down by the coast, so yeah, Kilkey Kil- Kil- would be probably one of the largest ones, which is the nicest of each town in County Clare, uh, not too far from Milton. Yeah, I think the main thing is that Everyone in Ireland for a holiday wants to go somewhere with a beach. Yeah. So there's places like Kilkeen in, in County Kerry. You'd have uh, Ballybunion would be kind of the two big ones in the southwest, yeah. I, I think. Uh, you'd have like Scroll, County Cork, Tremor down in Waterford. Uh, Scarries, kind of more up the Dublin kind of an area there. And uh, so I suppose Bray to a certain extent. Yeah. Well. And most of those places are kind of an excuse <laughs> to go down and get drunk by a beach because... Yeah. We don't tend to get the lovely weather that you might want in Spain or Portugal, one of these places. So yeah, we we don't. You get lucky some now and again. Sometimes. So there's a bit of. Crack. I mean, like any time we do get the kind of say twenty odd degree weather, the cities are abandoned. It's like a zombie film. Everyone's gone to the beach. It's ice creams all around, 99s for everyone, which I suppose you might have to explain to some people who wouldn't know what a 99 is. Yeah, what a 99 is, it's it, it's an ice cream cone. Now, with a, like follow a, us now, because this is very complicated. It's an ice cream cone, and then it's like one of the uh, soft, serve. soft serve machines, and they, they kind of serve the ice cream, do it up kind of a swirl, and then you put a, a chocolate flake in the top of oh. it. I don't know, do they have flakes in America? I don't I'm think, sure they have something similar. Yeah, a flake is like, it's kind of like a very light chocolate kind of shavings almost. It's like they're, of they're a, kind of layered on top rather than... Yeah, you'll have to Google it. I, I don't... I remember I used to work in McDonald's and I had some Americans 
ordering off me once and obviously a Big Mac is a Big Mac and all that yeah. stuff and they were asking for what McFlurries we had and I was like oh we have dairy milk and said, what's that that's just, that's just plain chocolate I think and then we had uh, yeah, Hershey's I suppose yeah, yeah. it's much nicer dairy and then I was like oh they said we've got crunchy and they was like oh I've never heard of crunchy before yeah and I was like and said, what is it oh it's, it's, it's honeycomb like covered in chocolate and I was like they don't really have honeycomb over there that's weird. And then I was like, how do you explain honeycomb? I'm like, I don't know. Is it, is it actually honey? Is it, I, no, it's not really honey. It's, it's yeah. like kind of made I couldn't sugar. tell you what it is. So it's like, I, I just remember that's that. That's the problem. Yeah. If someone asked me to describe honeycomb, I'd say the thing in a crunchy. <laughs> that's it, yeah. Um, so I, I, it, I kind of like use that as an example. Like you'll have to Google it if you don't know what a flake is. So, yeah. But it, it, it's tradition. The there. major question, Rob, is at what age were you when you realized that a twirl is just a flake dipped in chocolate? Uh, like 20, 20, 20, 20s, man. It's, it's far superior to a flake, though. Oh, of course. And Remember the you can, drink, you can drink tea out of uh, Yes, tomorrow. as you just told me that. I don't think I did. We'll look at it. I don't know. Someone But does. But anyway, back to Irish holidays. So, yeah, we go to all the kind of usual spots in Ireland. It's mostly along the beach. Sometimes it's a good way to like reconnect the, with people you haven't seen in a while. Cause it's, yeah, obviously, the, the thing with Ireland is that you'll always meet someone you know. Yeah. But I think as well, and like everyone has in their family will have the town that they go to. So my family is always Kilkee. My mother growing up, they, our family always went to Ballybunion. Yeah. So, and it was, it's very much a kind of what, certainly we're both from cities basically, and parts of certain cities will always go to different areas or even parts of what other parts of Ireland will always have their own kind of seaside town, even when you move from one side of the country to the other. Like if you moved up to Dublin, the big smoked for the job. Oh. Uh, quite often they still go to Kilkee because it was the child or like anywhere like that because it's the childhood town. Yeah, well, it's, good. Yeah. it's not going to be that much further of a drive. <laughs> it isn't. So definitely that there too and it, it isn't so you'd probably rent a kind of a house down there. Yeah, maybe, houses, a bungalow. There, there's a lot of places that do campervans. Yeah, caravan parks I should say. I suppose caravan parks. So, I mean like kind of tra- not quite the trailer parks you'd see like you know eight miles. It would or something be quite like that. similar to that though. But this is you wouldn't, Basically, be, you wouldn't be living there. Yeah, it's just a field with a bunch of, of caravans yeah. that you rent out or trailers as... Quite popular then. There'd be plenty. You'd see like one or two of those in like a lot of these towns in, in addition to like kind of little holiday villa, villas or as they call them in some places yeah. and then some older houses which you could kind of rent as well. And usually there's a hotel or a, B, a few B&Bs there as well. And yeah, mostly pubs. There's... Yeah, pubs, it'll obviously be... Um, they have like little lodging houses over a yeah. lot of the pubs yeah. as well, like a couple of rooms. Um, I'm trying to remember what the, there's an Irish term they use for it, I don't remember, but it'll come to me. Yeah, so we all have <laughs> memories of being in these places. Some of them have like uh, casinos and that, so the, the these, parents would wander in and you get like a tenor to go off and they'd yeah. have like amusements. So you have the bumper cars and, and whatever else. Or I always remember the, you know, the ones where you put the coin into and then it pushes, what's the... Which? You know, the coins drop down. The coins drop push, down. Yeah. You try to push more. Yeah, tipping point. Tipping point. Yeah, yeah basically that yeah. kind of thing. And uh, just remember playing House of the Dead there, the shooting game in the air. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Spent a lot of money on that too. Yeah, so that's uh, pretty much all we do on our holidays. Hope that it doesn't rain. Maybe go in for yeah. a swim if it's warm enough, which it never is, and the water's freezing cold, so everyone's in a, a, a wetsuit. Yeah, and there's, there, there often are kind of other... You, you might go on, like, in a day trip somewhere else up the road... Or there might be something else significant. Yeah. Which can be quite nice as well, like an old monument or something like that, and get the picnic. Oh, yeah. Why not? But uh, it's, it's definitely an Irish tradition of going off for one or two weeks, maybe a bit longer if you're lucky, during the summer. Yeah, or even just a weekend. Or just a weekend to some part of the country. Like yeah. That. So then on the other side of that, we have 
the kind of usual places that we go yeah. on a foreign trip. I, I think this was definitely something I did when we were younger, like yeah. um, before the recession hit. <laughs> I, I, you know, we, I got very used to in my family for we, we'd have like a week or two in Portugal or Spain, and then yeah, I think that's, on top of going down to our house in West Clare. Yeah, I think the big thing is that for Irish people, Spain specifically hmm. is the place to go. Partic- Southern Spain and the islands, Partic- off the coast. You have the Balearic Islands, like you know, your Mallorca and Menorca, yeah. and then also uh, the Canary Islands off the coast of Africa, which yeah. are Spanish owned as well. So you're that's. Um, Grand Canaria and all that and that other one I'm thinking of. Cannot remember currently. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge thing. It Irish is. Irish people are always over there. It's it's almost an in-joke at this point. I, I Yeah, I think like you'd, you'd know everyone that's off to, you know, Taramelinos, I think. was, was Yeah. Was, that was the big one I remember when. I think for me, I was, was the one I always heard about was Alicante. Alicante. So yeah. When I was traveling <laughs> in Spain, I actually made it. A prerogative to go to Alicante to see what the deal was. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's just like every other Spanish seaside town where it's full of Irish people and full of fucking Irish pubs because yeah. there are so many Irish people going there. I think it's like there are these resort kind of parts of Spain and the islands off the coast. They have like almost every island has a different nationality that prefers it. Yeah, the Germans love going down there as well, and there's Brits that live there now, and you also get the Norwegians quite popular as well. So I think that we, there's all like kind of beaches and areas that would be favoured more. I find the Irish, uh, particularly when we moved to, to start going to Portugal down in the Algarve near Albufeira, a lot of Norwegians and Dutch down there actually as well. And we less less English, but we seem to get on much better with them. Yeah. Was the thing. And also also a load of Indo-Portuguese, I think is the correct term from Goa. Yeah. Portugal's own colony there. So they were. I nice. think as a pale Irish boy, one of the strongest memories that I, of course, have is uh, the mother oh, putting yeah. on about 14 layers of sun cream as if, as if I was a new house that they needed to put a paint <laughs> job on. I mean, you, like, you've seen that picture the other day of fucking Mark Zuckerberg with his... Yeah. His sun cream on. It's like that. Like, that's what you were like back in back in the day. Absolutely. Because I... I I don't tan. I burn. yeah. I I I quite quite pale skin and I have fair hair as well. So like I, I don't. Our, there's no yeah. tanning here except for orange fake tan. Oh, I'm not doing that. The <laughs> no, once was enough. Um, Look, if we start like a Patreon, we'll have it like a tier that you can pay, and we'll get robbed spray tan. It'd be fine. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but Rob, for sweet sweet cash, set up my only can. But yeah, so that was one of the big things, and then. Like, you'd always be going to, like, an Irish pub for food, you which would. tended to be a terrible thing. Like, you'd go all the way to this other country to experience this lovely place in the culture. And it's like, where do we go for dinner tonight? And like, well, I want a, a steak kidney pie from the local McGregor's Irish pub <laughs> or something. I, I remember when we were in Portugal, we used to go to an Irish pub in, I think it was, Al- no, it wasn't Albufeira, I think. It was somewhere near Marina. Right. It was quite nice uh, because well that was the only place you could watch uh, rugby. Oh yeah, well because like we were you know we're I'm not no. a, there was like a pub as well that did it was owned by someone from the same part of the country we were from. They also had the Gaelic Gaelic games on like and they had the All Ireland final. I think when we were over there one year. Well, that's so. the thing. Holidays are nice and all, but yeah, you they, can't miss the rugby. Oh, you can't miss the rugby too, and it was it was good to see it. Good to see it. But like even that that makes it great as well because in Ireland there is. A huge thing of you go to the pub to watch certain sports matches, 
and that feeling of being in a huge room full of people, which mm-hmm. obviously we haven't done in quite some time. No, nope. it, it makes the experience so much better when everyone's rooting for, say, Monster or Ireland Absolutely. or whatever. And the the roar in the pub when they're winning is something. And if, if you were to miss out on that on a holiday, it's nice to have because I mean a large are, number of Irish people there to do. There it. are people that live there and work there full time from this yeah. country, absolutely. And it, it is why it might be a very touristy thing to do. It isn't a bad thing because you can meet then a bunch of people from your country and get into kind of cheering for your team and all that and feel feel like a little bit at home for once. I mean, yeah, it's one thing in Spain or Portugal, like in the EU, when you can be back in Ireland in like an hour on a flight. But if you were further afield, like in Australia, which is more common now, I think people are going like further afield yeah, holidays sure. too, it, it can be something better. I yeah. think it, it probably makes it easier for uh, parents anyway to have other Irish families going there so that they might chat away to the parents. Absolutely. And then the kids can just fuck off and, and have the crack down on the beach or whatever. And the parents get a bit of holiday then because the children just have fun themselves. I think as well, you just like, oh, your, your mates might have, like, oh, we had, we bought a villa in Spain. When yeah, that's a big cheap. thing as well. So yeah. when it was like back before the crash happened, so that we'll give it to you for a couple of weeks. Yeah, renting it out throughout the year and that, which is nice. Taramelinos. I love Taraviaca. <laughs> that love, was the one. I love saying that. Uh, the Trout and Craft with Taraviaca. Taraviaca. Or I, I think there's more people going to like a, a Magaluf now. I think my brother was there. Yeah, I think it, it kind of cycles. I know. There's always uh, more of an English place, I, I think, think I would have thought. Lanzarote was a big one for me. My parents go there quite regularly, actually. Yeah, yeah that's the name I was trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Turns out I did know that one. <laughs> I let it back in. No, I won't. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's that's pretty much all we have now on, uh, on Irish holidays. So we'll get into the meat and potatoes, as you will, for the episode, where we're going to go through some Irish comic book characters. But first off, I will mention to you, Robin, I think I said it to you before. Oh, God. Uh, I was thinking for another episode we could do similar to this one on video game characters, mm-hmm. but there are really not many Irish characters You'd in video have, games. I'm trying to think, Nina from Tekken is Irish, isn't oh, she? Maybe. I mean, I, I looked around and I could find so few, and they were like tenuous, they were like, like side characters, which is almost surprising considering how prominent Irish people tend to be, I'm just in really terms of, you know, they're everywhere. Them that they haven't somehow come up in a video game? More. I'm trying to think here more, and I, I can't think beyond that. There, I know there was a Dublin stage in some robot fighting game. I don't remember what it was, but there was a stage you could play in Dublin, but it was just a bunch of skyscrapers and vaguely the River Liffey, where you could right. knock them down and stuff. So I, I, that wasn't really an actual Yeah, but well, like you're, you're looking for an actual character from a video game who is Irish, which is... It, it's, it was just odd to, to see... That there are so few, yeah, or if any at all, yeah. And I, I'm really struggling here. I'm pretty sure Nina from uh, from Tekken. Pretty sure it was Tekken. Yeah, uh, was... I think she had a death by degrees. I think was a video game based on her life. I think that's says she's Irish or something. I, 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 I'm that's the only that that even comes to mind. I really can't think of anyone else that would be properly Irish, not like Irish American or something in a video game. Yeah, so I know your anime Doom here. lives in Galway now. I don't think he's English though originally. Oh, I, I he might as well that. be Irish. But it's part of it is that obviously most video games are made in the States and so the tent just have American people. But you know, we don't really have any kind of video game creators here that I'm aware of. There's definitely been some in the past. Absolutely. So I I, I really thinking here like even thinking of like video games based on movies that might have an Irish character in them yeah and I'm still drawing a blank 
it is it's just a weird blank space where as we know through our tra- through Irish people's travels throughout the centuries, we tend to just like fill any gap in <laughs> that there is on the planet, and we're not in any way represented in video games. I'm not saying we need to be, but you just kind of you'd think. Oh, there was an Irish pilot in Mercenaries Two. Okay, That's, yeah, I think there's something there. I think that, yeah. yeah, there's a vague recollection with that one. I think my cousin had that game. I remember it wasn't as good as the first Mercenaries. Yeah, and probably setting it in Venezuela, Venezuela during an oil crisis there, or other American based ah, Probably hasn't aged as well as <laughs> I thought it would have. But oh well, sure. What can you do? So anyway, into the comic book characters. So I'm kind of going to go through a couple. I might throw out some uh, red herrings. And I'm going to ask Rob if they if they're real first off, or if I made them up, and then I'll go through their kind of their powers and stuff like that. Right. So the first one is Judge Joyce from the Judge Dredd series of comic books. I presume they're real. There's they're all kind of judges there, aren't they? Yeah. So this is real. If you went Judge Judy, I'd say, hang on, that doesn't, there's something, there's something there. I don't know. Now. So Judge Joyce from that the 2008 comic books. Uh, he lives on Emerald Isle, which is a country theme park where everyone has to act Irish. That sounds like Tato Park on you know, steroids. steroids. Yeah. I, it's like, I was reading this. I was like, this this sounds like a farce. I, I thought this was a joke or an April Fool's or something, but it's actually a thing. There's a comic book out there where Ireland, the, con- the, the, the island of Ireland has become a theme park where you have to act more Irish. He fights, who is it? The Sons of Aaron, okay, uh, who tend to fight with potato guns. Right. This is this sounds pretty. If there's a movie about this, we should probably review it. Well, no, I mean there's the Stallone Judge Dredd, and then I know they did a new one with Carl Urban, which is actually pretty good. It's one of the only 3D movies that actually uses it properly. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the original Judge Dredd movie with Stallone. I actually quite liked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Double whammy. Double whammy. <laughs> yeah, I mean the original Judge Dredd is great. It's just, I mean, I would have liked to see Judge Joyce in that one. Uh, I think he, oh Judge Dredd, how are you? Sitting around drinking his Guinness, waiting for crimes, potato guns. I mean, ludicrous. Ah, the right folks, nothing to see here. Move it, along, move it. Ludicrous idea for for something, but they did it. That just sounds like a massive walking stereotype. Yeah. You know, that, that sounds pretty bad, Steve. Who else have we got? You know, one of the Spider-Men is Irish. Oh. Does he, like, have four arms because, like, a four-leaf clover or something like that? No. So it's uh, Spider-Man 2099, uh, who is Miguel O'Hara. Miguel isn't really an Irish name, I would have thought. Yeah, his father is Irish, uh, and I think his mother is Mexican-American. Okay, that's fine. We like the Mexicans here. Yeah. And so it's like he tries to rewrite his DNA, but accidentally like, splices it with the spiders, and so he Half human, half spider. So kind oh, of. Oh, was he the man spider? No, no, no. The okay. spider, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. He's like this high tech future suit. So he's actually from the future. Oh, okay. And okay. so he has this really cool suit. Um, maybe he was in some of the, the old TV show episodes. I'm trying to think because there was because he goes invisible and stuff. I know he's in one of the the early video games, like the pre uh, movie video games. Yeah, I, I was trying to think because I I know there's there was like a crossover one in the nineties Spider Man cartoon. And it was like they have like Man Spider and a few other ones, and then there's also the Spider Man from our universe who doesn't have any powers. Like, oh, I'm just an actor. I'm just kind of here. And then he makes and introduces the real Spider. Yeah, I love that. One, yeah, that's that what I love that episode. Ah, uh, that's so good. So, I, but I don't think that's him because I I thought he was the guy with like the four arms. Is that's Man Spider, isn't it? Well, yeah. At one point, it has he turns Peter into Parker, a spider. Yeah, turns thing, into yeah. A, he starts becoming more spider like. 
Yeah. Okay. So the next one then is Bullseye. Is he a real? Oh no, he's real. He was in Daredevil. Uh, okay, but he is not Irish, except in the, in the Daredevil movie, I said Colin Farrell, <laughs> which is the stupidest fucking thing. Like the Daredevil movie is not great. We know this. It's I kind of like it again. I think it is so bad it's good in the right way. I mean, I like Colin Farrell as Daredevil just because he's kind of taking the piss the whole way through. Like, so he's superhuman accuracy. He kills a guy with a peanut slip. Yeah, as you should. I mean, <laughs> that was pretty great. I got a peanuts on a plane. I don't care about anyone. <laughs> I get you anything, sir? More peanuts, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, it was just such a weird decision. Like, I have to guess Colin Farrell just did a really bad American accent and so they're like, fuck it, you're Irish now. I'm pretty sure he's done American accents before in... Was he in True Detective or something? I've never really watched it. I haven't seen it either, but I don't He was in some kind of thing where I think he was playing an American like that and I think he didn't do a bad accent. Now, I I must say, it it sounded okay to me. Maybe he was just feeling lazy on that day because... Oh, no, because... Oh, sorry. He was also... He he played an American in that film Phone Booth. Oh, yeah. Remember, you've seen that. I quite like that film. You can only really watch it once. Yeah. And then the retrospect, like, oh, of course it was the whole time. Anyway, there you go. But it's just... It's so weird that for him they changed it to an Irish person. I think I think it worked in the kind of wackiness of the film. Like I felt he really having him kind of play a campy villain. Like he's turned up to like eleven. Yeah. Whereas like Ben Affleck as Daredevil is actually surprisingly restrained. And who do they have playing Kingpin in that? The the fella from the Green Mile, isn't it? Um. I think I'm it is. Not sure what his name is. I think I know, but you, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the guy from the Green. Yeah, Mario, it is, yeah, the, the, the giant fella. Yeah. I can't think of his name, and I'm, I'm sorry. I know he won an Oscar, I think, but yeah, but he did a good job. But they they were both playing it so straight laced, and then you like, get Bullseye coming in, like yeah, you know, it, just like doing the movie was oddly camp in certain ways, and then really not in others. I didn't like it when it first came out because I never really was into Daredevil, I suppose. I wasn't as much into comic books as Stu was growing up. I mean, my exposure was 60s Batman, which I love, which I used to watch with my father every Saturday, and the Spider-Man series in the 90s, and the Batman animated series in the 90s as well, and a few other bits and bobs. But I didn't really know about Daredevil. I remember seeing the film that came out, not really being terribly impressed, and re-watching it a couple of years later, thinking this is not great. But I re-watched it again last year, and I'm like, actually, this... I kind of enjoy it more now because it's more kind of campy. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of in, in just the right way. It does some good stuff. I mean, the the visual of how Daredevil sees is kind of cool. I really like that part, actually, like, yeah. And then he takes Jennifer Garner out and it starts raining and then he can, like, see her perfectly. No, so, yeah, I remember that, but, like, don't go, it's it's about to rain so I get to see you. I was like, oh, that's actually quite, I actually really like that scene. Yeah, that was a sweet bit of it. Um, and then, obviously, it spun off into the Electra movie, which is the first... Uh, female superhero movie that even though everyone forgot about it and then was like Wonder Woman is the first ever female superhero movie yeah uh, Electra kind of came out first that one was Electra worse. wasn't great I didn't like it when the guys well. had like tattoos that uh yeah they kind of came to life yeah. well, we're getting a bit sidetracked <laughs> I think that's the whole point of the podcast I, I, really. I, I think it's like so from our summary this Daredevil I think it's okay give it a watch Electra oh god that wasn't great yeah I mean look the fight scenes are kind of cool is Electra Irish her name is Electra Nachos. Right. I don't know why I thought she was Irish. There was just something in the back of my head going, you're going to tell me she's Irish now. <laughs> no, uh, I'm pretty sure she's not. Here's one that's kind of tenuous because it's from an alternate universe, but I'm going to put it in anyway. Because 
you were the president of an earth society, which oh, I should yeah. have mentioned near the start. Yeah. So uh, clearly you, you have such intricate knowledge <laughs> of superheroes that someone, like a group of people, voted you to be their president of a nerd society. I, I, I was really... Lofty heights, Rob. I was really, it was really the... Um, Stargate, I was I was the <laughs> big nerd in, and that was it. Was a small group of us too, but it was a very select group of us. All right, let's see. Arthur Curry, not a superhero name, obviously, but is this a superhero? Yes. W- would you have any idea <laughs> what <laughs> his superhero name is? Um, Arthur Curry. Um, this is going to be quite embarrassing, isn't it? Because I don't know it. <laughs> but let me, no, let me, let me work this out. Let me, let me work this out. So he's 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 Irish. I suppose you in this version, in this version, Elseworld comic. So I suppose like you wouldn't know he's Irish from his superhero persona. I would take it. No. Okay. Okay. It's an alternate reality, and he's is he Batman? Do you know Batman's real name? I know it's not that. I'm just saying it's an alternate reality where he's not. I know he's not Bruce Wayne. So. Okay, there we go. I was yeah. I was worried for a second you didn't know that it, Batman was Bruce Wayne because that would be ridiculous at this stage of your life. I know. I, I said I'm a Batman fan, Steve. <laughs> I like Batman. I'm just saying. I'm just, I like Batman. I just can't figure out who he is. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's like an alternate reality thing, like you were saying. My thought is, is it no, like no. an alternate Batman? Is he Batboy or no? Whatever. I can give you the hint. But go on. That. To do with water. Is he Aquaman? Yes. All right. I didn't know that. <laughs> so this is uh, from the DC Comics Bombshells, which was kind of an Elseworld where they really hyped up the superheroines. So they were kind of a big deal. Yeah. And uh, so he was actually a lighthouse keeper. I mean, it kind of... Off it, the coast of Ireland, so... That kind of makes sense. I mean, we're an island. We're surrounded by water with many rivers and lakes here. Like, yeah. Atlantis could be close by. We have no idea. We've never been out in the water. Too deep. You've got to be like, is, is Atlantis like Tyrion Oak or something like that? I think. Yeah, that'd be good. That, that'd be kind of a good plot point. I, I once speaking about Stargate. I remember I did write a Stargate kind of fan fiction thing once, where the mm-hmm. concept was it was the ancients were in Ireland and Tyrion Oak was actually Atlantis, and that played a whole point. Obviously, like that, this didn't really go anywhere. I'm sure I can dig them out from the Gate World forum many years back at some point. Okay, so this one isn't actually a superhero. But uh, his backstory was kind of funny, so I had to put it in. So Cassidy from the show Preacher. Okay. So obviously he does exist. Cassidy was killed in the Easter Uprising of 1916. Oh, interesting. By a vampire who then converted him. He then eventually emigrated to America. Where he- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. 
became addicted to drugs and alcohol. Fair enough, as you do. I mean, that's a whirlwind right there. Died in the Easter Rising, became a vampire. So the, va- the vampire killed him I, in, in 1960. I mean, I might have, that might just be a typo on my part, but... but I'm just saying, are you implying that the British Army are vampires? <laughs> you don't know about all the vampire unionists? Ulster says no. <laughs> <laughs> sure, Bram Stoker could have been a unionist. We don't know. Uh, he probably well, he went to Trinity. I think. Yeah, so. I think. I think there's quite a debate over his nationality um, on Wikipedia. So I'm not too sure about that. I'll ask my girl. If, if there are any Stokers still alive, I think we should email them. And be like, was Dracula a unionist? I think I had a cousin that was Stoker. It might have been Stokes. I think Stokes is a name. Never mind. I don't know. Cut that part. <laughs> never, I would never cut anything out of this podcast because I'm too lazy. I know I've listened. Just <laughs> <laughs> Rob listening. Oh God, I thought he was going to cut that part out. <laughs> uh, so next we have the character Jack O'Lantern. I I take it is he like that super hero guy that has like is like a massive pumpkin head? That is a version of the character but not him. There is a DC version. So you're all right that he does exist. I was thinking I kind of see You were correct, like but the, the Marvel version of the character isn't Irish, but the DC version is, his name is Daniel Cormac of Ireland. He was born to a poor farmer. He was granted a magic lantern by an Irish fairy, which okay. gave his powers, uh, which include flight, flame projection, teleportation, Illusion casting, cool. enchanted strength, and fog creation. All great Irish superpowers, as you well know. This guy seems pretty OP'd. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he's a, yeah, he's one of the super friends. His first recorded mission was to help Green Lantern dismantle a bomb in Ireland. So clearly fighting the Ra there. <laughs> well, I mean, he's the Green Lantern, yeah. Steve. He's clearly Irish. He clearly supports the Irish cause. That's what happens in Ireland every day. You know, we wander around dismantling bombs and getting handed uh, magic lanterns that grab powers from fairies. I was actually reading, speaking about bombs, uh, I was reading something today. <laughs> oh, I'm please. I, I might have to cut this one out, folks. Um, I was reading this thing about the, the mansion house in Dublin. It's the Lord Mayor's home in Dublin. Oh, right. It's like a nice kind of fancy building in the city centre. And I was just, something something about it. We were talking about, I think, renovations that are going on there at the moment. Right. And they were talking about the last time there was renovations was in 2007, and they had to call in the bomb squad. And I was like, what? It turns out there was like a Sinn Féin were having a, a conference there in 1982, and a bunch of unionists were going to blow them up and kill all the leadership. But, so the bomb didn't go off, so they just kind of didn't tell anyone about it. So they'd left an un- they just left it a bomb there for 25 years without telling anyone until someone pointed out during the renovations, oh crap, I should probably mention that to them. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious and terrifying. Yeah. And uh, I wonder how many other bombs and things of that nature just littered around Ireland at this stage. I, I think there'd be a few. Uh, <laughs> let's hope less than you think uh, yeah just to go back I should correct myself uh, I looked into my notes and Jack O'Lantern from the Marvel comics does have a flaming pumpkin head and he's from Boston so he could Boston. he could be second generation or third generation Irish so then we have the superhero Shamrock what do you think would would a bunch of Americans just call an Irish superhero Shamrock I think they probably would, Stu. Okay. So, but then again, it's like too obvious to make. Is it too obvious? Is it though? I'm going to say it's real just because I think Americans are that stupid. 
Okay, you are correct. Uh, I want you to have a guess at her powers. Is she the one that's just really lucky? Yes. Yeah, she, she, it's like she has incredible luck or something but like that. the actual in-universe explanation for how her luck works is ludicrous. So her name is Molly Fitzgerald. She's the Irish, or she's the daughter of an Irish Republican Army militant. I remember a bit about this, yeah. She became a vessel for thousands of souls of innocent people who were killed in war. <laughs> so her power is to use the displaced souls to affect probability for fractions of a second, causing good luck for her and her allies and bad luck for her enemies. I kind of vaguely knew about this one. Uh, like, the weird thing is, I started reading her, like where her powers come from, and it sounds something like something out of Scientology. Yeah, but let's not make enemies of them. <laughs> oh no! Hopefully, one of our tens of listeners isn't a Scientologist. <laughs> yeah, I'm not getting. I'm not having them come after me. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're okay, but yeah, it's just it's such a weird kind of explanation for her powers. It is of displaced souls. I kind of knew. I had heard of her before, and I knew a little. I knew she was like kind of lucky. Yeah, I don't remember exactly why she was lucky. There are a couple of superheroes with kind of luck-based powers. Um, I know Black Cat in Marvel does as well. She gives people bad luck, Mm -hmm. but it's just it's such a weird thing that it's because of a bunch of souls. Yeah, that's a bit odd. I, I don't know who wrote that, but it's certainly something. Yeah. So this one definitely is a superhero. But is he Irish? Um, now, I haven't seen the most recent. I I, I have so much Marvel uh, cinematic. Once, again, lad- once again, ladies and gentlemen, this man was the president of a society for nerds in university. I was. Uh, I, I was uh, When I was president, I was still watching the cinematic universe up at that point. I think that was the first Avengers has just come out. Yeah, I think I remember who was going to see the first Avengers. Yeah, movie. so like, I was still watching it up to that point. It just got too many and I just didn't have the time. Oh, one or two a year. Who can keep up? There were quite a few. <laughs> but I can't remember if Ant-Man... I don't think in the movie he was. Right. But is the character in, in, in the, the movie, comic book. He's yeah. played by Paul Rudd. Yeah, I don't think he's Irish in that. Yeah, okay. So the thing is that there have actually been three Ant-Men. There was Hank Pym. Oh, of course. Yeah. And then there was Scott Lang, who was the one in the movies. And then there was Eric O'Grady. I take it he was Irish. Yes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> well, we wouldn't want it to, to, to be Hank Pym because he actually famously in a comic book hit his wife. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's not, we're not going down that again after yeah, the Family I mean, Guy episode. That's <clears throat> pretty bad. But yeah, Eric O'Grady, he was a, an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and he actually kind of found or stole the Ant-Man suit and uh, then went around perving on women with it. Because he's Irish. And of course, what would you do if you weaned the ability to shrink yeah. down to a uh, tiny size? You'd sneak into a woman's bathroom to watch them shower. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's what happened. I've it's, read the comic. It's I, weird. I trust it has. I mean, is that an Irish stereotype? Because I'm, I'm not aware of it is, yeah. But yeah, so he was actually the irredeemable Ant-Man. Okay, so he was the bad one. Like, he did a few good things, but he was also pretty bad. Fair enough. So Rob, do you know what his powers were? I know, he has the suit, isn't it? And it makes him, obviously, smaller, but isn't yeah. it like he has all of his strength when he's small? Or like he gets super strength or something? Yeah, like it's, it? it's, at times it's explained differently. Sometimes it's like density. Okay. Sometimes it's his weight. So, but in either sense, if you're being punched with the strength of a normal man, but at the size of a pin, yeah, it's gonna hurt. <laughs> like go like straight through your hand or something, wouldn't it? 
Well, I think this is comic book physics, so it just feels like a, a regular punch, but on a really specific point. So it's okay. So that would probably, more power that would probably kill you. Close enough. Yeah, he can also control ants. Surprisingly enough. Yeah, that like, I wasn't aware of that. I'm like Aquaman, but it seems less useful. Well, like, it has its purposes. I mean, times. if you have loads of like soldier ants or fire ants that have the big claws and like, yeah. spit acid or out of their mouths or their venom, whatever it is. Fine, but I think it was like loads of tiny little ants. You need like probably a million of them to have an effect, I would have thought. And depending on the time, you can make himself giant as well. The opposite of an ant. How is the ant man then? If he can make himself. <laughs> I, I, I get like the suit, chicken changes size and stuff like that, but wouldn't he just be like size changing man or something like that? Well, you see, what it was, was he was originally ant Well, the original ant man came small and then he realized that he could use it the other way. Oh, giant. Okay. and then okay. he became giant man for a while and so sometimes he just like does both but he still calls himself Batman okay fair enough I suppose Batman is the nicer name yeah it's more catchy than size changing yes. man uh, have you ever heard of the Green Lantern I believe I have now I know there's several different Green Lanterns yeah because uh, I remember um, there was the one in the Justice League cartoon in the early 2000s yes. I think whose name I'm forgetting right now I don't remember his name but I think the guy that voiced him was the same guy that did Hermes in Futurama Phil Lamar yeah. Phil Lamar that's who I think of. <laughs> of course we can remember Hermes but the voice actor but we can't remember the, the actual Green Lantern and he also did uh, Static Shock who was one of my favourite superheroes no, actually uh, I'm pretty sure his name is actually just Static and the comic was called Static Shock. I remember the TV series that used to be on RT. I, I used to really like that. Yeah. Um, I quite, I, I thought it was a nice idea. because of that. I remember the Yanti Gun episode quite quite well, actually. No, I remember. Good. So the Green Lanterns, the original Green Lantern, I think, was Hal Jordan, which is the one that Ryan Reynolds played in the movie. The one you're remembering is gone out of my brain again. I literally had it a second ago and it is gone. John Stewart. I believe is that yes, that's yeah. right. No, because I, I remember the John Stewart the from the Daily Show used to constantly make jokes about it, which he should. I mean, that's a pretty great name to have considering uh, the Green Lantern. And this one that we're talking about is actually Kyle Rayner. I I see. I, I suppose when it's like he's literally the Green Lantern, it's kind of you'd expect it, it him kinda, to be Irish. I it kind of makes sense. Or that that at least at, be one yeah, of them at, to at be some Irish. point they would make an Irish Green Lantern. Because isn't it like there's lots of different Green Lanterns across the galaxy because yeah, so they get the, the ring yeah, the green and it gives them the power. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's one as a planet. I think one's kind of like a pig man. There's some crazy stuff. I did see the Ryan Reynolds film a couple of years back. Well, yeah, didn't, it was pretty didn't, bad. didn't like it too much. I think he's much better as Deadpool. Oh yeah, of course. I, I Original was, Deadpool, now we're new Deadpool. Because... He was Deadpool in X-Men Origins Wolverine as well. Oh, yeah. Where they, that's where they right. sewed up his mouth, the one thing that made him fun. Um, I've, and gave him laser vision I completely, swords in I completely arms. forgot about X-Men Origins. I saw that when it came out and yeah. I did not like I liked the first 20 minutes. You see, Rob, what probably happened is you went to see it, hated it so much, shot yourself in the head with an adamantium bullet, which, as we know, will not kill you, but will erase all of your memories. <laughs> It's like Smithers, get the amnesia right in the revolver circus. And don't forget to wipe your own brain when you're done. <laughs> yeah. So that movie also happened. But thankfully, I don't think there was any Irish input on it. So we can kind of rid ourselves of that. Is Sabretooth? No. no yeah. I know, I know. They, you know, he's Wolverine's half-brother. And like, they had the same father, isn't it? That's only for the movie. Yeah. That's not, a, I think, for the actual comic books. Oh, uh, well, I was thinking, his brother, I right? was about to say, isn't like Sabretooth has like an Irish... 
Nana or something, or am I just making that up? Uh, I'm not sure. Like, I'm also blanking on Sabretooth's name. Neil Schreiber, that's his name. Is that the actor's name? Yes. Yeah, I was thinking, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's the actor's name. You? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was, thought you were trying to think of. Like, is you think like... that Sabretooth is part Irish? I thought there was something there. I don't know. Maybe it was another X-Men or something, but I got the impression. There are a couple of X-Men I have on the list. Yeah, no, but I, I thought that there won't be. Uh, I thought it was maybe Sabretooth. And he, it wasn't that his like mother was Irish, but there was definitely an Irish ancestor there or like a grandparent. Possibly. That, I, I, effect I, on him. I, I have a few mentions in there as well. Right. So what do you think that a Green Lantern's powers are? Well, I know he has. they have the rings. Yes. And it let, lets them like make a shield and they can like levitate and they can like, use the thing to make like shapes. I remember like used to make like a big hammer and hit people with it. Yeah, so basically the Green Lantern rings, for anyone who doesn't know, they're there are different rings based on different emotions. The Green Lantern one is the one that does make sense of willpower. Oh, isn't he weak to yellow? Uh one version of him is. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, that was ludicrous, like beating him with a pencil. But uh yeah, so Green is willpower for some reason, so you're kind okay. of drawing on your willpower to use it. Like and then envy or something would be green, or yeah. But they made the green lantern and then decided all of this other patriotism. Stuff. You have like uh, <laughs> the yellow lantern core, which is fear. The red lantern core is like anger, and there's a couple of others. Basically, one for most of the colors. That kind of makes sense, like you know, yellow belly fear, kind of cowardice. Yeah. you know, red anger. That makes sense. I don't see. Uh, yeah, willpower isn't an emotion. The other ones are. It's kind of weird, but anyway, so. They're basically like space police fly around and stuff, mm-hmm. but you use your imagination to create stuff with the ring, and it kind of draws on your willpower. So the okay. more, more willpower you have, the stronger you, your ring is, say. Um, and then it, it depends on who has it. Like one of the Green Lanterns is an architect. So okay. he's like really good at making constructs. Ah, right. Because his imagination is so much better at kind of designing uh different uh, buildings and things like that for them. So anyway, Kyle Rayner is Mexican-American father and an Irish mother. Yeah. So uh, he was raised by his mother, and so she took his Irish heritage really seriously so he can actually speak Irish. Oh, cool. Which is kind of a nice thing. That's nice. Then we'll go into one or two of the X-Men. So Banshee. I'm pretty sure she's Irish. <laughs> Banshee is a male character. <laughs> well, I know what I said. Well, it doesn't make sense that we discussed the Banshee in our very first episode, <laughs> yes. of course. And also, like, it's ban is literally the Irish word for woman. So oh, like, yeah. this doesn't make any... If he's actually Irish, you wouldn't call yourself. It'd be like, what? Fear well, she. see, it makes sense in the sense that his name is Sean Cassidy and his mutant powers that he's a supersonic voice. Okay, I get, I, I get the concept, so, yeah, probably. I yeah. think... Marvel clearly didn't know too much, and they were, they just connected what a banshee does, which is screaming, yeah. to what the character was doing, and that he was Irish. So they threw it together. Yeah, I, I, I just, I get, I understand it, like, and it makes sense, but it wouldn't make more sense if he was, a, if he was a chief. Yeah, of course. Well, they kind of corrected that later on because he had a daughter named Teresa Cassidy who became Siren, and then <laughs> later, Cassidy, and then later on became Banshee herself, and so she. Became an, uh, Teresa Cassidy is actually a properly Irish name. I'll give yeah, that. That's like no, that's like, like Sean Cassidy is a pretty Irish American. Yeah. Teresa Cassidy, no, that's actually properly. You yeah. like me? Oh, you know the girl of the Cassidy is Teresa on the back yeah. of mass. <laughs> <laughs> what do you be doing down the back of mass now, Rob? Ah, uh, you know, hiding. So, uh, <laughs> but the, the the great thing about Banshee is that they 
outfit his suit with these wing flaps, and so using his sonic screen towards the ground, oh, he can, can fly. fly. That's cool. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it looks pretty cool. They, I assume you haven't seen the X Men First Class movie. Yeah, I did ages back. Yeah, the Bantry is in that. Yeah, I think that's where I was thinking of it. Yeah, remember they, they push him off the uh, the satellite and he flies. Oh yeah, that's at the back of my head somewhere. There you go. So uh, he also has a cousin who is a mutant, Black Tom Cassidy. Black Tom Cassidy. Yeah. So his is he power... of African American heritage, or is no, it just, he... oh, just a nickname? I think I I couldn't. Clearly, I was rushing a little bit when I got this part, but I don't. I didn't see his full name. I think it's just Tom Cassidy, and his his uh, superhero name is Black Tom Cassidy. But uh, his mutant power is he can make fire blasts, but only out of wood. Okay. So, like, it's basically like he has a wand or something, where if he's touching wood, he oh, can, he can fire, fire blasts out of it. And so, of course, he carries a shillelagh <laughs> to use the fire blasts. So, I, I, I'm just kind of thinking now, if he had, like, a guitar, which is made of wood, he could fire fire blasts out of it. So, if he was, like, in a metal band suit, he could be like doing a guitar solo and start shooting fire out, but that'd be class. <laughs> well, someone get on that because uh, oh come on, they like, don't have like, the skills to do that. I I I know, but so, someone will animate these. Eventually. <laughs> <laughs> one of these days. So, well, the last ones then is Hellstrike, who I think started in Image Comics and then moved over to DC. So he was born in Belfast. Worked in Scotland Yard fighting the IRA. So, terrible man. Yeah. Uh, he was mortally wounded by an IRA man. And then, while he was dying, he manifested his mutant powers. Okay. So, he could project explosive plasma and fly. Fair enough. So, he's basically like a bomber. Flying bomber kind of plane. Yeah, I think later on, his powers kind of expand. And so, he needs to be put into a suit. Like, his entire body becomes made out of the plasma that he... Oh, okay, I expelled. understand. So he has to be put into a suit to, like, hold him together. That's kind of cool. And uh, the coolest part, which I read, is that in a crossover with the Aliens franchise, he was killed by Xenomorph. Ah, oh, that's class. <laughs> it's like, I kind of want to read that now. Because <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking, like, it really is, like, plasma body and, like, the Aliens kind of acid blood kind of mix that, like, you know, like, burn through anything. Oh, yeah. That, like, the crossover is some of the craziest stuff they've done. Like, I know there's a... The Punisher goes up against Archie. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like why do you have these crossovers? I think Batman was with, like, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Aren't they in the same universe anyway? No. The Teenage Mutant no. Ninja Turtles are in the Marvel Universe. That's right. Because Sorry, it's yeah. the crash that gives Daredevil his powers. Was the same one. The, the ooze spills into the sewers. I was thinking, because they're in the same universe as the Power Rangers, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because they interact with, I think it's the Turbo Rangers. Oh, but we can't go down this route of making another connected universe now, because if the Turtles are in the Marvel Universe and the Power Rangers are in the Turtles Universe, then the Power Rangers are somehow in the Marvel Universe. Although, I think... The Japanese Spider-Man movie might have... What is the The Japanese Spider-Man movie inspired the shows that would go on to become Power Rangers. It did, in a way. Yeah. It, it, the, well, we should talk about Power Rangers in a separate episode. I don't know, I'm sure I'll find something Irish there. Well, we can there. do the, the Irish Power Rangers. 
The uh, Mr. Mr. Tiernan Oak. So we'll definitely get onto that. <laughs> that. That is ludicrous. Basically, there are Irish Power Rangers for anyone who didn't know. I, I invite I invite you to look this up on YouTube. You'll see it there. It's um, it sure is something. I'm not saying it's necessarily good, but it's Irish, so who cares? Yeah, which makes it the best, of course. I'm pretty sure there was an Irish Power Ranger in one of the other series. I'm not sure which one. I'm pretty sure there was. I'm sure there probably was at some point. Um, so, yeah, where were we with that? I cannot remember what we were talking about. Uh, sorry, the Power Rangers kind of got an end. Yeah. <laughs> the Power Rangers expanded universe, which is apparently the Teenage Mutant Hero, Hero Turtles. We got a little distracted. So, um, I suppose the last thing is there's a few honourable mentions. Mm-hmm. So, Daredevil isn't yeah. Irish. No. Matthew Murdoch, but he's Irish Catholic, and so he's kind of... Irish American. Yeah, he's yeah. Irish American in that sense. Same with Captain America, so technically we can claim him as well. Yeah, I think it's... I don't remember the exact details of this, but apparently in one of the Daredevil comics, um, or maybe it's Captain America, I know it's one of the two of them, I'd have to look this up, there's a statue of an Irish priest in it, and it's like opened by... I think I want to say it's Daredevil, because he's an Irish Catholic, yeah. and it's one of the priests from Father Ted in this fictional universe has become like the Archbishop of New York. Well, surely it must be uh, Bishop Brennan then. I don't think it's Bishop Brennan. I think it's actually one of the other priests. I think it's the one because there was the actor that played in Bond Ted was also in um, Star Wars. He was in the the film that we saw. Oh, right. I cannot it's, remember his I, name. Yeah, now, yeah, but it's mean. that actor who played that random priest. They made it in because he had a link to Star Wars. I'll have to look that up properly, but I just that's just at the back of my mind somewhere there. Yeah, so the next one then is... Uh, not really a superhero, but Tony Stark has an AI in his suit called Friday with an Irish accent. Oh. And it actually comes up in the movies then, uh, in the more recent ones. I think, no, is it Spider-Man suit has the Friday... I can't remember at the minute. But either way, there's like an Irish-accented AI that runs the Iron Man suit. Why is it called Friday if it's Irish? I have no idea. It's just whatever the... uh, acronym that they use. Yeah, right, fair enough. I assume the I in Friday is Irish then. <laughs> I hope so. Probably not. What's what's the Irish for Friday again? Uh, Ina, is it? No, yeah, it's Monday. I, no? I have no idea. Right? I, I have to work in my Irish. I'm quite embarrassed <laughs> by that. So um, then we have an actual Irish version of the Avengers called the Kinsman. Okay. Uh, so the current members are Dyke, I was pausing for laughter there. Uh, Highlander, right. Rapscallion, yeah. and Teleplex. And then the former members are Boulder and We Won. I assume this isn't like Kingsman, like the film. No, Kinsman. Oh, sorry. I, I misheard you. I was very confused there. For so like, it was created by the Irish government as a superhero response force. Oh, okay, so, like, fair enough. In like response to the Avengers, the Irish government decided to do this. I, I just imagine you now, like, just uh, Leo Varadkar there just thinking, we need help. Wait, I'll see if it says what time it is, or what time this came out, and you'll be able to tell me what... Uh, it would have been in charge. Co- yeah, what government. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Like, I can just imagine, like, Michael D. Higgins is with the two dogs. It's like, oh, no, what? it's like, bro just comes running in. It's like, ruff, ruff. I said, there's a terrible disaster down in Cork. I, but I must call for the guys like and he opens up like a statue of Devil yeah. Air and takes out a phone like an hour. Hello, Kinsman. We need your help right now. 
Someone needs to make this too. Check the bat form, but for the Kingsman. Uh, I think 1990. Uh, Charlie, oh, he would have still been in power. Yeah, that, very, that would have been an interesting That one. incredibly corrupt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to disparage him because he's dead. But well, I, you're going to I anyway. You can't, <laughs> can't slander the dead. Well, no, I mean, he just had an affair with his wife for many decades and also embezzled a load of money for the States and gave it to the IRA, allegedly. And, you know, bought an island off the coast of Cork where he would occasionally go with the French president because that's not evil at all. The French president who had multiple wives? Or no, no, Francois Mitterrand. He didn't have multiple wives. He just had a, he had a long-term mistress and his wife was okay with that because they're French. But he had many other mistresses as well. I apologize to our zero French listeners. But there you go. I know, because apparently, because, you know, the famous thing was he, he died of cancer shortly after he stepped down as opposite president. Like, it was a famous picture, like, the wife and the mistress both crying at the side of his coffin. All oh, right. I mean, I don't want to, like, stereotype the French, but clearly in that case, they were both kind of okay with it. That's good, I suppose. Right. So that will about do it for the show. Next week, we're going to watch the horror film set in Ireland, Dead Meat. I think I see that. It's vague at the back of my head, but I guess we'll see. Yeah. (laughs) I'm intrigued, I must say. Uh, So thanks very much for listening anyway, guys. Uh, Please leave a review of today's show. I know it was a little bit different today, but we're we're trying to do it. We just wanted to break it up from the the usual watching a movie. We'd like to cover as many types of media as we can. We might do an Irish video game thing in the future if we can... We got a couple of ideas anyway. Send in any ideas that you might have. Please do. If you'd like to give us... um, do your own review of either this episode or any other ones, please do. You can always reach us on Twitter at BlarneyPod, or you can email us at TalkingBlarneyPod at gmail.com. And don't forget to tell a friend uh, about this as yeah, well. Like, word of mouth really, really helps us. It. We really do. And like I said, we take all of your suggestions on board. We wouldn't have found some of our, our movies without people like you, uh, people listening to this suggesting it as well. So thanks very much, guys. Really do appreciate it. Uh, so for me, it's goodbye. See you guys next week. Take care. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.